Network on Access TV. Live live with Gotham Comedy Live. Get ready to laugh with Joe DeVito, Gina Brion, Sam Morell, Kyle Brooms, and your host, Nick DiPaolo. From the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, live, all happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nick DiPaolo. Thank you. Welcome to Gotham Comedy Live, ladies and gentlemen. Got a hell of a show for you. A lot of funny people coming up. How are you tonight? You in a good mood? You are? What does that feel like? All right. I, what's going on? I'm, uh, I'm exhausted, folks. I, I average about six hours of sleep a night because I have a wife who snores like a fucking drunken sailor. She's a... Uh, Five foot five, about 105 pounds soaking wet, but when she snores, she sounds like Precious with a sinus infection. <laughs> it's a very, very deceiving snore. It's like... <laughs> it's, like it's like trying to sleep next to a cappuccino machine, you know? It's like... I don't know what to do. I, I, I pinch her nose while she's sleeping. I'm standing on her throat with my Timberlands. I'm sleeping in other women's beds. Nothing's fucking helping. I can't. Fucking banging the neighbor. I can hear my wife snoring through the woods. It's irritating, you know? She was so loud one night. I, honest to God, I looked up her nose with a pen light. I thought I was going to see 50 Mexicans playing kazoos. I'll hold for the pause and let the white liberal people who are shaking about that joke fucking. <laughs> I love my wife, love her. She's a great woman, uh, good looking, she's funny, smart, most insecure woman you'll ever meet in your life. I don't know why she's so fucking insecure. I'll give you an example. We'll be sitting at home on the couch watching a movie late at night. Beautiful actress comes on the screen, so I'll start jerking off, right? <laughs> and she gets furious. Look, it's my fault. Betty White kept herself in good shape all these years, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can clap. She spends money like a crack whore, like most women. Ooh, he said most and woman in the same sentence. You can't do that today. Give an example. We have uh, mice in our basement, right? So I put some traps down to catch the fucking mice, right? You know, she puts in the trap, she can't put, she puts imported Parmesan Reggiano cheese at 20 bucks a pound. Hey, does Kraft Singles ring a bell, bitch? Jesus Christ. It's fucking Mice from Westchester, not the Gambino family. Holy shit. Why don't you leave an espresso maker and some biscottis down there while you're at it? I don't know. I drove in from Westchester. I actually, I'm too cheap to park in a parking garage and I want to get raped anally. You know, in New York, 50 bucks for a fucking hour. So I actually try to find a spot on this block. I circle for about 25 minutes. You ever try to park in the city? You see that one spot open up? You got your eye on that spot for like 20 minutes, but you're at a red light. You watch somebody else pull into that spot. That's more painful than watching your wife get fucked, isn't it? <laughs> hey, 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 that's mine. <laughs> oh, he'll never fit in there. He's, a... <laughs> he's driving a big black Escalade. I got a white compact car. I'll be fine, but the... Oh, now he's trying to back in. Good luck with that. Hey, uh...
I see you're drinking tonight, huh? You're drinking? Uh, I quit drinking a few months ago. I realized I had a drinking problem when I was charged for sodomy at a wine tasting. <laughs> I like to drink and drive. It's not that dangerous. Fuck mothers against drunk drivers, honestly. Every time chicks get involved, it's a fucking crisis, for Christ's sake. Seriously. We've all been shit-faced on the highway three in the morning. It's like a video game, right? Shit's just flying by you. You're looking for your score in the upper corner of your windshield. How am I going? I've been drinking and driving for 30 years. I've killed nobody. I've, I've crippled about 250 people, but I've killed nobody. But if you listen to Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, they have you believe every time you pull out of your driveway on a Saturday night, Lindsay Lohan and Nick Nolte are coming up on the street in a van with a loaded handgun, a quarter wild turkey, and an eight ball. I almost got a DUI last summer. I was on the West Side High. I was shit-faced. Hadn't eaten all day. Did comedy at the comedy cell. Had about 12 drinks of me. Hadn't eaten all day. And I am legally fucked up. There's no doubt about it. I'm in the left lane, West Side Highway. There's a town car in front of me doing about, I'd say, 55. I was doing about 165. I was so fucked up, I had both my feet on the gas pedal. I didn't even know there was a... forgot there was a brake in the car. I get an inch from this car and I flash the, you know, the lights, tell them the I see the two blue cop lights in the back window. And this is why I love New York. This is what the cop says over the speaker. That's right, asshole, pull over. <laughs> and I'm legally drunk. I'm like, I'm going to jail. There's no fucking doubt about this, you know? And you know what? I didn't even get a ticket. I got out of the ticket. And they even made me blow into that thing. What do you call that? Uh... No, no, the head of his dick. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ticket went right away. Have you tried this, ladies? It's like magic. He couldn't get a good reading. I, I, he couldn't get a good reading. I did it for like 45, 50 minutes, but... Uh... <laughs> Girls, you know what I'm talking. You've done that. You're flashing. <laughs> Trying to drop a few pounds this week for television, you know, and... Uh, you know what I hate when I'm dieting? Uh, your skinny friends give you advice. Hey, uh, if you feel like having ice cream, have an apple instead. <laughs> Yeah, I always confuse those two cravings. I, I can't count the number of times I've been into a Granny Smith one. What is this, Chunky Monkey? This is fucking delicious. How about I put that apple in your mouth and cook you, you skinny fuck? You're low fat. And I love pizza. I can eat like a whole pizza by myself. My buddy goes, why do you got to have, uh, have six slices of pizza? Why don't you have just one? Well, because I'm not a fucking pussy, eh? And what do I have, an evening gown competition coming up I don't know about? Who the fuck eats one slice of pizza when there's eight sleep? I don't want to be cock-teased by my food, you know? That's like having Heidi Klum naked in your bed. You're like, oh, I just want to peck on the forehead, okay? <laughs> I'm stuffed, thanks. Fuck that. I want to eat her till her head caves in like an old soccer ball. And... Too much? <laughs> Ever eat so much you have to sleep sitting up like the elephant man? <laughs> I'm in bed the other night eating a, <laughs> eating a meatball sub. I got sauce on my tits. It's, it's on my wife's pillow. <laughs> my wife comes in, you're an animal. I'm like, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I need some lemon squares and some chocolates. <laughs> I was doing the elephant man, folks. What the fuck? Who's got cable here? I don't worry about it. I got plenty of them. I go for a physical, right? I go for a physical. 
They tell me I have uh, high cholesterol. I'm not supposed to eat meat. I have uh, high triglycerides. I'm supposed to stay away from carbs. Don't eat bleach flour. Stay away from wheat. I'm down to pussy and Twizzlers. <laughs> Sounds like a diet Dennis Rodman invented, doesn't it? Pussy and Twizzlers. <laughs> Are we a fat country or not? I keep hearing we're an obese country. Okay, one chubby chick. <laughs> Sorry, tits jiggling. Yes, we have it. <laughs> I keep hearing that we're a fat country, but then I go home late at night and I see these ads on TV saying just the opposite. You know, it's like it's a bleeding heart liberal. Uh, one in four Americans goes to bed hungry every night. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Stop off at the fridge on the way to the bedroom, shithead. I just solved that problem. You go to bed hungry in a, in a country where, you know, on a windy day you can hit in the chest with a slice of pizza by accident for Christ's sake. I just, I just saw a pigeon eating a half a cheeseburger. Step on his neck and take it. You're bigger than he is. What the fuck? What are you, idiot? One in four Americans doesn't know where the next meal is coming from. Yeah, neither do I. Could be Wendy's, could be McDonald's, might be Burger King. Every night I sit home going, should I go to Wendy's or McDonald's? Uh, I can't decide. I guess I gotta go to bed hungry again, huh? <laughs> Let me hear, folks. Let me hear some energy. We got a great show. We got a great show. Some very funny guys coming up and a lady. So stay tuned. Back with more Tommy and Gotham Live. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV Live. From the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Joe DeVito is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live. Yeah, baby. What a great show. This first guy you may have seen on the Late Late Show. Very funny. I've worked him in the city a lot. Give it up for Joe DeVito, ladies and gentlemen. Joe DeVito! Thank you very much. Guys, I was at a restaurant last night. I saw this couple on the most painful first date. Oh. They just looked so uncomfortable when I sat down with them. <laughs> I was on a horrible day too. I, oh, what, what, talk about a waste of a Groupon. <laughs> You're supposed to be on your best behavior on a first date, right? This girl has 11 drinks. 11 drinks on a first date. I said, excuse me, how many pills do you think I ground up? <laughs> I'm on a budget, folks. I got a bill in the mail yesterday. It said final notice. So that's a relief. <laughs> I sent him a check six months ago. Final payment. So take that, diner's club. That's right. I was just uh, I was doing a little road traveling. I was performing at one of those romantic couples getaways. And let me tell you, there's nothing more erotic than entertaining 200 horny people then sleeping in a round bed by yourself. That's a good time. Why is a round bed sexy? Can anyone explain this? It's like, you, you can approach from any angle. You, you don't have to worry about hitting your knee on the corner of a mattress. Maybe. 
Maybe you like to start things off with some sort of sky hook move over the, over the top. Ooh, baby, I'm gonna fuck you counterclockwise tonight. I don't know, because I'm a little loser sleeping in it by myself. I felt like I was laying in a giant pita bread. Because the whole room's designed for people who are gonna have sex. There's mirrors everywhere. It's just me. Everywhere I look, my own reflection. I felt like I was gonna get gangbanged by myself. But I am a single guy. I'm in the coveted demographic of the mid-40s, non-gay, never-married man. Ooh, we're quite a crew. Yeah, clap now. Where are you on Match.com? That's what I want to know. Yeah, we're like the commandos of Creepy. It's like, hey, we're, the, we're the weirdos on the dating scene. The psychopaths. We're the, we're the kind of guys who put the harm in e-harmony. And I don't know what this move is, but it's not helping. Creepy. It's true. I actually had someone ask me this. They said, what's it like to still be alone while everyone else is paired up? No, it's like standing in the rain watching Noah's Ark pull away. <laughs> well, looks like it's just me and you, unicorn. You have to make this work. <laughs> Someone told me they said, you know, 40's a new 30. So I was like, oh great. So you mean I'm getting herpes again? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Yeah, still getting pressure from my family. My father took me aside. He said, you know, your mother and I really want grandchildren. And I said, well, then you better get cracking. <laughs> I planned ahead. I did. I froze my sperm years ago. And everybody said I was crazy because I didn't go to, like, a place. <laughs> hey, you know how long it took me to fill those ice trays? That's commitment is what that is. Thank you. I'll give you some tips, though. Don't fool around with your coworkers. You won't get away with it. Me and, I used to work in this office. Me and this girl, we messed around. We were like, oh, we're slick. Nobody's going to know. And like a week later, everybody knew. Everybody knew, and coworkers like to gossip. They like to talk. And pretty soon, all around the office, all I heard was, Joe DeVito's got a giant cock this. Joe DeVito's got a giant cock that. Excuse me, there's a human being behind that giant cock? Are you looking at my lap? Did you look at my crotch when I sent that to it? I thought maybe, maybe I did. No. No. Now tell me if this makes sense. I'm glad gay people can get married. I'm just pissed they got married before me. Does that make sense? All the shit they're up against, they got their acts together before I did. I, I thought I had more time. I never thought there'd come a day when people would look at me and say, well, if he was gay, he'd be married by now. I'm excited about it. We don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's amazing. Think about it. Two men get married. Could work. We don't know. What if two men get divorced? How will the courts know who to fuck over? <laughs> Thanks, bitter dudes. I just wish we'd stop acting like traditional marriage has been such a huge success. Can we drop that? Really, in America? 
Our straight marriage success rates are worse than our standardized math scores. 60% end in divorce. That's almost half. I just feel like my gay friends are a little too excited. Because every time I talk to them, they're like, we want gay marriage. I'm like, really? Have you talked to married people? They're not a cheerful bunch. I don't want to be a party pooper, but there's no married people parade. We've all seen the gay pride parade. Looks like a good time, right? Floats, music, people waving rainbow flags. Woohoo! Can you imagine a married people parade? <laughs> Men and women in bathrobes shuffling along. <laughs> Married couples love watching Law and Order together, they do. You know why? Because they sit there thinking, I could kill you that way too. Kill you. Right. I've learned a few things. I've been around. Here's one thing I learned. When I was young, I used to think that if a woman, when we got naked, she was wearing matching bra and panties, oh, I thought that was the best. I thought that meant, oh, she got dressed up for me. Oh, how wrong I was. A woman goes out wearing a matching bra and panties. What does that mean? That means she left the house thinking, I might have sex with somebody. So all I had to do was not say something stupid and screw it up. No, no, I don't want that girl. The girl I want to get naked with is the girl, she gets naked, she's wearing like a green bra and a pair of gray panties, like the elastic shot on one side and a, and a hole in the ass cheek, you know, and, and throwing a little leg hair, just a sprinkling of leg hair. That's, that's the woman I want to make sweet love to, okay? Because when she left the house, she didn't think she was fucking nobody. But I talked her into it. <laughs> My name's Joe DeVito. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Tina Brion taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to uh, Gotham Comedy Live, everybody. You having a good time? You sound terrific. You look good. A lot of coke in the audience. Start in the bathroom. Yeah, baby. A little cotton mouth. Let's bring up a very funny, lovely lady. I've also worked with her on this. You're going to love her a lot. She's been on Comedy Central and MTV. Give it up for Gina Brion, everybody. Gina Brion! That feels so good, I'm so needy. I think every woman would do that. Like if you could walk in a room and just be like, oh my God, Karen's here. Oh my God. You guys look nice, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a native New Yorker, I know some of you are visiting. Uh, thank you, thank you. I am um, born and raised in the Bronx, New York, which is, uh, oh, you've heard of it. For those of you who haven't been, uh, you should go visit. Um, I didn't say stay, I said visit. Go get off the train, look around, and then immediately get back on the train. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ladies, if you want to boost your self-esteem, please go to the mall. 
Yes, they love anything. I'm serious, they love anything even remotely female if you go over there. Yeah, you could put a dress on a mop and they'd be like, who's the girl with the dreadlocks? Damn, girl, you skinny, but you cute. What your name is? <laughs> Ooh, girl, you smell like ammonia. <laughs> She'd be like, that is my name, Ammonia. Some of you have been to the ghetto. <laughs> Every girl I grew up with, and I grew up in the South Bronx, a very Latino neighborhood. I am, I am Latina and Puerto Rican, by the way. Um, <laughs> thank you. I know it's hard to tell because I'm not wearing a flag or a baby, but I am in fact. <laughs> you guys are racist for laughing, but that's okay. It's fine. We were all on the same page on that one. Every girl that I grew up with had that very stereotypical Rosie Perez, like Bronx, Puerto Rican girl. Every guy, I swear, that just had that really thing, like, shut up, stupid, you're so stupid, stupid. <laughs> that is how every girl I grew up with talked. I can't imagine. I used to be so jealous of those girls because I never had that voice, and every guy thought it was sexy. They thought it was sexy for a girl to talk like that. But then I realized, if you talk like that your whole life, <laughs> There's gonna be a point when you gotta get a grown person job. <laughs> and that is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> right? Because what if you walked into a courtroom and your lawyer was like, but he didn't did it, your honor. <laughs> no, cause you're looking at him like he's guilty when I told you he didn't did it. Did I win yet? I won yet? I won? No, you gotta specifically tell me. Oh, thank you for getting that last part. Because I've done that bit in the Bronx. Yeah, and I've had girls go, I don't know what she specifically meant by that last one. <laughs> I might have to ask her later. You guys are smart. My boyfriend is also Latino. My boyfriend is Mexican. And, um, thank you. I love Mexican dudes. I do. I love my, yeah, I love Mexican dudes. I do. I love them. I knew I was going to end up with a Mexican guy because I love tacos. So, that was going to happen. And I remember when I met him, I thought he was like the tallest Mexican guy I'd ever met in my life. Cause he's six foot one, which is a little ridiculous. Yeah, you thought I was racist for like a second. <laughs> and then you were like, no, she's right, that's tall, that's tall. Six one, cause you know over here, they're like travel size. I don't know if you know, like, tiny. Six foot one. When I first met him, I was like, are you made up of several smaller Mexicans? <laughs> Like one of those Russian dolls, like Jorge Jesus Gustavo. You guys are adorable. We've um, <laughs> we've been together a while now. We actually, we've actually been together a couple of years, and um, we are we're trying to have a baby. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks, I'm gonna tell him real soon. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not gonna tell him. I don't. It's gonna stay a surprise. I'm not that crazy chick. I am crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I love it when my guy friends are all like, I just wanna find a chick that's not crazy. I'm always like, oh. <laughs> that is adorable. Oh, let me know when you find that and a unicorn. Where are you? I don't know where you are. I don't know where that happens. Because we're all crazy, right? And the, the craziest women are the women that hear me say that and they sit out there like, not me, she's not talking about me. I'm perfectly normal. Just own your crazy, it's fine, ladies. We gotta give the guys a break. I feel bad for you, you're always trying to figure us out. It's never gonna happen. You have to know that, it's not gonna happen. We think on completely different levels. That's why you'll never get, one thing you have to understand about your woman is our brains, 24 hours. Right? Every woman in here knows what I'm talking about and every guy in here is like, that's physically impossible. Let me explain how it works. Our brains work 24 hours, because you guys are probably thinking we have to sleep at some point. No. We're perfectly fine watching you guys sleep. And every woman's done it. Every woman's watched her husband or boyfriend sleep and it is just as creepy as it sounds. But here's what happens. It's amazing to us, because you guys fall asleep. You're like, I'm tired. <sighs> what? Was this dude just hit with a tranquilizer dart? What just happened? For us, here's what happens, right, ladies? It doesn't happen that way. We try to fall asleep. You put in your best effort, right? But the second your eyes start to close, the second they start to close, your brain is like, um, there's just this one thing. If you could just wake up for a second. And it's never one thing. It's a series of pointless thoughts, right? It starts off as something so tiny. You're like, well, maybe I'll wear that blue outfit tomorrow, but not the blue one, because I kind of look fat in that, but not too fat, because last time I wore it, Kathy said I look nice, and she's never nice to me. I don't even know if we're really friends, because I don't really trust her, but I don't have a lot of female friends, and I don't want to be that chick. And then we just keep going and going and going and going. Right? Until at some point we black out from boredom. And that's how we fall asleep. Our bodies literally go, please shut her up for the love of God. And I'll leave you guys with this. For the simple fact that you, you will never be able to figure out what's wrong with your woman, don't ask her that question. Don't be like, what's wrong, babe? We don't know yet. <laughs> don't ask that. And don't throw out what it could be. Like, don't be like, is it that thing I said about your mom? <laughs> now it is, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Sam Morell is taking the stage when he returns. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Yeah. Having a good time? We're tremendous. We're really jacked up. 
It's like you're all from Colombia. This guy, very, very funny. He's a good friend of a cousin of a brother of a friend of mine, his sister-in-law, and uh, he's cracked me up at a cookout about a year ago. And uh, No, he's done. He's been on Comedy Central, uh, comics to watch. He is. He's one of the best in the city. Give it up for Sam Morrill, everybody. Sam Morrill! Thank you. Thank you. Oh. So, uh... I'm newly single, which is kind of nice, you know? Yeah, it is nice. I mi but I miss her a little bit, you know, because she, she never made me wear a condom when we had sex. That was kind of nice, you know? Because she was, she was on the pill. Ambien? That was good. Uh, <laughs> that's a sleeping pill for anyone who missed that one. It's a pretty good joke. I've been catching up on my porn. That's a single thing, you know? There's a lot of it out there. Every porn online now has a link underneath the video that says post to Facebook or send to a friend. I don't know who's doing that. Got your pants around your ankles like you know who needs to see this? Gary, that's who needs to see it. You're like, hey buddy, I've been thinking about you. I just want you to know that. Because <laughs> that's where the creeps hang out now. It's if you're a creep, it's online. That's where you go, right? This guy on Facebook, it's some Austrian guy, adds me as a friend on Facebook, and then he sends me a message. He's like, hey, man, you want to join my hate group? <laughs> He's like, hate group, who do you hate? He's like, blacks, Jews, everybody. And I am Jewish. He's not even doing background checks <laughs> on who he's recruiting. I didn't tell him I was Jewish. I thought I would just join the hate group and then drop subtle hints that I was Jewish, like while we're committing hate crimes. You know? <laughs> like we're just walking around hating. You know? I'm holding a torch. I'm like, dude, you know what this flame reminds me of? Hanukkah. <laughs> the miracle of lights. He's like, yeah, I guess. You do hate immigrants. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate them. They're schmucks. Putzes, if you ask me. He's like, all right, well, we march on Saturday. I'm like, I can't do Saturdays. That's, uh... <laughs> That's the Shabbos. You know what helps racism, though, is good food. You can't be racist if you're eating really good food. It makes it very difficult. Like Jews, we have, like, smoked fishes, I guess. Black people have soul food. Arabs have those halal carts. Those are delightful. Those are great. You can't be racist when you're eating chicken over rice. I've tried. Yeah. I'm eating that. I'm like, maybe 9-11 was an inside job, you yeah. yeah. It's that good. That's why gay people need their own cuisine. You can't be homophobic if you're like, dude, you want to order in some gay? Your friend would be like, I don't know, that stuff tears my ass apart. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I have a gay friend named Berardi, and whenever he gets to a fight with his boyfriend, he, try, he uses me in the argument. But I don't know why he does. He, he like, he's like, he got mad at his boyfriend wouldn't shave his chest. He was like, I bet Sam's girlfriend makes him shave his chest, which he didn't, obviously. You know? <laughs> I think gay fights and straight fights are different, though. Like, I'd love to use him in my arguments. I'd love to be like, honey, Berardi's boyfriend lets him stick it in the butt. So... <laughs> Maybe you should be more open-minded, you know? She's like, yeah, he also takes it in the butt. I'm like, forget I brought this up. That is a good point. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ever hang out with someone they're so homophobic you kind of enjoy their company? <laughs> like, they're such a bag of shit. You're like, I should keep this guy around. Because I'm with my friend, and I'm, I'm in this video online. I just asked my friend. I was like, hey, you see that video I was in? He's like, yeah, man, I think I saw that video on faggots.com. <laughs> I was like, why were you on faggots.com? <laughs> We, you can't really be homophobic because we all have a little gay in us, you know? We, I don't know if you know this, every straight guy and we pee urinal to urinal, we look at the other one's dick. I hope that's true, okay? I'm gonna come back with some of these tomorrow and see what you guys think. It's weird being newly single because your guy friends get a little too happy for you. You always have that one friend who's like, dude, you're back. You're back in the hunt. Can we stop calling it the hunt? I've never seen a hunter capture his prey by wearing it down with cranberry vodkas and lies. <laughs> if anything, it's more like fishing, right? You just sit there at a bar getting shit-faced, not much happens. If you do catch something, you take a picture so your friends believe you, you know? Because <laughs> you miss little things. Like, she, she would do nice things for me. Like, one time we're laying in bed, she's like, what's your fantasy? I'm going to give you your fantasy. It's like my fantasy. All right, uh, I want you to dress like a nurse. Right. And then I want you to tell me that I have health insurance. Yes. That's my fantasy, yeah, yeah. And then if you could wave my copay, that would be fucking hot. A lot of sexual terms named after baseball is like first base, second base, right? If there's grass in the field, play ball. I came up with a new one. Uh, I call it rain delay. That's when she's crying. <laughs> Doesn't look good for tonight, but maybe tomorrow I get a double header, which is good. You ever have an uncomfortable racial situation in this city? It's so, it's so easy for it to happen. I was on the subway, I'm a big Knicks fan, and I, uh, I'm on the train, I just see this, the train stops, I'm kind of isolated, so I turn to this guy, I'm like, hey, what do you think about the Knicks this year? He's like, why are you asking me? Because I'm black. I was like, no, you're wearing a Knicks jersey, that's why I asked you. He was like, yeah, because it matches my sneakers. I was like, oh, that's because you're black, all right. <laughs> I am attracted to black women, though. I, I, I don't know what... It, yeah, I, thank you. I, you don't have to do that. I wasn't asking for that. I just want to tell a really fucked up joke. <laughs> I had sex with a black woman recently, a little awkward, because the whole time we're doing it, she keeps dropping the N-word. The whole time we're having sex, she was like, No! <laughs> That's, that might be my favorite joke to tell, just because I... <laughs> feel free to tell that one in the office tomorrow. That's a fun one. I get to look at white faces, like, is he gonna say the N-word? I don't like where this is going. That's like, thank God, it's a rape joke. We thought that'd be offensive. Cut the show dignified. The N-word's white people created it, but only black people get to use it, right? Sort of like the Magnum condom. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Kyle Groom is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. You guys have been wonderful. Did I tell you that tonight? Beautiful. Keep, keep the energy up for our final performer. I work with this guy in Miami. I love him. He's the host of Hick Hop Radio. That's right, Hick Hop Radio. And he's very, very funny. Give it up for our buddy Kyle Grooms, everybody. Kyle Grooms! Yeah! Oh, wow. New York City. One of the baddest cities on the planet. I'm from Jersey. That's what's up. Thanks for the love. Because people don't respect Jersey, right? Like, people treat Jersey as if New York fucked Connecticut and we the retarded baby. I don't like how y'all laughing at that shit. <laughs> New York has changed, though, man. New York got his shit together, you know? Your whole family could walk through Times Square and shit. When I was a kid, my mother wanted me nowhere near that place. She'd be like, boy, don't you take your ass to Times Square. <laughs> Ain't nothing in Times Square but pimps, prostitutes, and dirty movie houses. And I'd be like, damn. <laughs> I need to go to Times Square. That sounds like some hot shit, man. Now you got tourists skipping around and shit. <laughs> tourists teach me about New York, though. I like, you know, they, they walk around and just stare at shit, you know? It makes me ask questions. I'd be like, hey, y'all, what the hell is this going on? They'd be like, that building used to house the Declaration of Independence. I'm like, wow. I just pissed on that building. <laughs> Thank you, tourists. You and your travel guide. I mean, Times Square used to be a drug supermarket, man. Like, me and my friends would be in a pizzeria eating, and a guy would come to our table like, yo, what's up, y'all? Y'all like pizza? Eh? Yeah. We'll smoke this. This is how you eating three pizzas. <laughs> like, I ain't that hungry, mister. You will be, goddammit. But New York is a dope city. We need to help out Detroit, man. Detroit, I went to Detroit. You could buy a house for $5, man. Right? But you can only sell it for two. <laughs> Shit. Shit, Detroit doing so bad that Haiti's throwing them a benefit concert. <laughs> Where are the world? Where are the children? Where are the ones to make up what I did? So let's start <laughs> Serious, man, Detroit needs help, man. I watch Fox News in Detroit. They should call that show The Minority Crime Report. 
It was an hour worth of stuff that black people doing wrong. I watched it for an hour. It made me scared of black people and shit. I was in my hotel room, saw myself in the mirror and called the police. Like, hello, uh, come here, there's a nigga in my room, goddamn. Look at that. <laughs> I gotta go, he's looking at me. <laughs> Shit. They robbed a pastor when I was in Detroit. A pastor of a church got robbed. He was getting gas at a gas station. Some thugs beat him up, took his car. I saw that story and I'm like, damn, where was Jesus? You know? Because usually pastors say, Jesus is my co pilot. But Jesus ain't even get out the car. <laughs> Jesus locked the door like, click, this is Detroit. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Please don't forsake me, Father. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> For real. I love traveling, man. That's what I do. I like to go and see the world. I, I, you know, I go to exotic places, too. I just came from Ohio and shit. <laughs> Ohio's cool, man. It's the first time I ever saw a black squirrel in my life, man. Yeah, I was sitting there, and this black squirrel ran past me and shit, with the police chasing him. <laughs> Talk about he stole some nuts. What the fuck that is? In Missouri, got white squirrels, but they don't eat nuts. They don't. They eat cherries and cranberries and things of that nature. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the love. <laughs> I was in Anchorage, Alaska. That's a beautiful place, right? They got moose walking around like stray dogs. <laughs> Somebody tried to get me to pet a moose, and I almost did it till the moose looked at me like, nigga, bring your ass over here. <laughs> I will kick you to sleep. <laughs> this ain't no Bullwinkle cartoon, goddammit. <laughs> but I did buy moose nuggets. I don't know if y'all know what moose nuggets are. Moose nuggets, it's, it's uh, moose shit in a bag. It sounds disgusting, but it's not. Really, because moose, all they eat are nuts, berries, twigs, and leaves, so they shit like Nutrigrain bars, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> moose nugget. Alaska, it's a red state, man. They say there's a battle between the red and the blue states, but I don't want to fight that battle because I live in a blue state, you know? I'm from Jersey, and I know the red states got a lot of guns, you know? I can curse you out, that's the most I can do, but they are building bombs out of fertilizer. I'd be like, fuck you. They'd be like, no, buddy, fuck you, boom! I'm kind of torn on the gun control thing, man, because I lived in Georgia for six years. I lived in the woods, man, and you need a gun. We live deep in the woods, man. If you call the police, they ain't coming till Tuesday. <laughs> Right? Even if it's Tuesday. <laughs> we used to lock the door with a piece of wood that went like this. <laughs> Wasn't no Brinks home security, so my grandfather had guns. He had guns under the bed, over the bed, in the car, in the truck. My grandmother had some rifles. My dog had a pistol. <laughs> That's right, he ain't bite, he shoot. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I used to think my uncle was a sheriff because he walked around with a gun and a holster. My uncle had a suit on, his boys was with him. I'm like, oh shit, my uncle is the sheriff. But then I got older and realized he's not the sheriff. He's just a nigga with a gun. 
<laughs> Thanks for laughing at the word nigga during Black History Month. I appreciate it. I was proud of America when it came to race when we elected us a beige president. I thought that was cool. Right? Beige. Barack, not too black, not too white. He right in the middle. He beige. Nobody hates beige. And Barack is the coolest dude you could have represent you because he walk like Denzel and charm like Will Smith. And he could say anything and it sound cool. Right? Barack would just walk to the podium and be like, Change! For a dollar, does anyone have change? For a dollar, two dimes, a nickel, uh, three quarters, he will inspire you, right? We might not get there today. And we might not get there tomorrow. <laughs> and, and you know what? We, we, we might not even get there for Christmas. <laughs> but with hope, we'll be knocking on the door by New Year's Eve. <laughs> but if we, but if, Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Like a diamond in the sky. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, I'm Kyle Groom. Thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Yeah, nice going, fuck. I went home, my mother was soaking her bra in the kitchen sink. Hey, ladies, why do you wash your bras in the first place? I've never seen a pair of dirty tits in my life. <laughs> Guys, ever taken a girl's shirt off and seen like mud in a McDonald's bag stuck to her chest and cigarette butts and leaves and rocks and lint? And gum and pennies, no. Tits are clean. They're not like fruit. You don't have to wash them first. You just eat them as is, right? Just... How about a hand for everybody you saw tonight, huh? Joey DeVito. Gina Brion. Sam Morell. Kyle Groom. How about a hand for yourself? You guys were tremendous. I really enjoyed this. The money was good. Huh? Yeah. A hand for the wait staff. We'll see you guys next time. Take care of yourselves, everybody.